Good morning, my family. New Beginnings Church, good morning. I'm feeling good today, say? Amen. Come on now. It's a good day to worship the Lord, amen? I'm going to sing some songs this morning. I hope you guys can join us in that. Give Him the glory, amen? Heavenly Father, we welcome you into this place. And Lord, we thank you, Heavenly Father, for the opportunity to be here with you, Lord. Lord, that you would receive our worship and our praise today, Lord, that you would open up our hearts, Lord. Lord, we breathe in your grace, Lord, as we sing your praise out today together. Come on. Let's sing it together. Sing it. Come on. I give you glory for all you brought me through. And now I'm ready for whatever you want to do. I'm moving forward to follow after you, and now I'm ready for whatever you want to do. Your presence is an open door. We want you, Lord, like never
Cause your presence is an open door. We want you, Lord, like never before. In your presence is an open door. So come now, Lord, like never before. Amen. There's an open door in this place. His presence is in this place. Open door. Would you ask him to just come in? Not just because you're standing on holy ground, to come into your heart and make your heart the new holy ground that you carry with you everywhere. Amen. Heavenly Father, just come into this place and set hearts on fire and make us holy ground in this place. Holy ground. Even as we wait and seek your face, come and make your throne upon our praise. Here in this place, Show us your glory in wonder and surrender. 
Thank you, Lord, for who you are in our lives. Jesus, you change everything. Thank you, Lord. You came to the world you created, trading a crown for a cross you willingly die your innocent life paying the cost 
Counting your status as nothing The king of all kings came to serve Washing my feet and covering me with your love If more of you means less of me Take everything Yes, all of you Is all I need Take everything Would you take it all? Come on, sing this with us You are my life and my treasure No one that I can live without Here at your feet my desires and dreams I lay down No, here at your feet my desires and dreams I lay down
what you would with it, that we would be like the clay in the potter's hands. Right now, would you just take it all? In your name be glory, to your name be praise. In your name we pray, amen. Would y'all give God the glory? Amen. Let's just give the glory in this place. But he has been so good to us. Would you just turn to one another and say, would you just be welcome into this Amen. wonderful, spirit-filled house of God where we stand on holy ground. Amen, church. Here we go. Good morning. Good morning, my family. So good to see you guys. Glad you guys are here. Amen. Glad to be in the house of God. Amen. Hey, church. Uh, my name is Michael Romero. I'm your worship and arts pastor. And my name is Roxy de Santiago, and I'm one of your worship leaders. It's an honor to be here with you. Amen. Hey, will you guys just say happy birthday to Roxy? Happy birthday, Roxy. <laughs> It's not her birthday, but it's just, just say happy birthday. It's he not said he was going to do that to me, too. <laughs> I didn't believe him. I should have believed him, huh? It's not her birthday. It is close, though. I will say it is close. It is this We're year. within a week. Oh. <laughs> We're within a week. I was going to say We're it is sometime this year. <laughs> We're within a week. <laughs> hey, church, just want to catch you guys up on some, uh, some announcements that we have going on. Uh, First, uh, I want to welcome you into the house of the Lord, um, into his house. Those watching from afar uh, on our live stream, we want to welcome you. And if you're here for the first time, we want to welcome you. Do we have any first-time visitors? Do we have any first-time visitors? Just, we don't want to embarrass you, but if you just want to raise your hand, we would love just to welcome you. And just any first-timers here today? Amen. Welcome in, my sis. Welcome in. We want to welcome you. And, we have any second time visitors? Are we, are we second time? Were you brave enough to walk in the second time from last week? Easter was Woo! awesome. Amen. Amen. Any so second time? Is, it was awesome. Um, we want to welcome you. Thank you for visiting us. Um, we want to connect with you. And actually, we have our connect cards. I think we still have them here somewhere. Yeah. Um, yep, they're right here. Look, these connection cards, if you would do us a favor, my sis, this would be amazing if you would fill this out. Or there's actually a QR code uh, that they're going to pop up right behind me. Uh, for you to connect with us, we would love, love, love to connect with you um, and find out uh, a little bit more about you and just kind of let you know what's going on. But church, here's a couple of things. Here are a couple of things that are going on. Rocks, rocks. What's happening? First of all, y'all should know there's a bake sale. I mean, there's always good things. Uh, New Beginnings Youth are having a bake sale. They're just raising funds for all of their summer activities, youth camp, all of those good things. So go out there, pick something up. On your way out the door, it's, you know, no calories count when it's sold from church. But um, also, I want to remind you, um, ladies in the house, CWC, Christians Women's Connection, will be having their annual Christian Women's Celebration. This is a two-day event. It's taking place Friday, 
Um, April 21st and Saturday, April 22nd, we will have a guest speaker from out of town, um, anointed woman of God, Amen. Gail Joyliff. Um, and then it's another opportunity for you women to just connect with women um, and, and learn from other women who've been anointed by God to speak life into you. Just a, a powerful opportunity, two-day event, women from all across the state come. So I encourage you all to sign up, and I believe there's some sign-up tables out there and join us there. Also, 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 um, I happen to know the worship leaders that Do are going to be there. Yeah. Do you know? Yeah. Somehow this so, also makes me uncomfortable. It's really cool. So come and join them. Ladies, uh, really, ladies, I would really encourage you to be a part of that. And church, we want to remind you about summer youth camp. There are some deadlines coming up with right. summer youth camp. And so we do have space is very limited at the moment. And so if you have not yet made it a priority to sign your young person up, and so what, what age is for youth camp? And so if your little one is leaving the third grade this year, if your child is leaving the third grade this year, going into the fourth grade, or is a senior all the way up to a senior this year, this is the last year that they'd be able to participate. They'd be able to go to camp this year. And so um, if they're within those age ranges or grades, rather, um, we would love for them. So we have about 10 spots available. Wow. Ten, That's amazing. 10, 10 a lot of maybe kids 15 going. spots available. Um, that we'd be able to get some kids in there. So if you have not yet and you say, well, I've been meaning to do that, now would be a really good time to if, do that. If you know that young person who really just needs a moment with God, this is the place, you know, this is the place right. for them to do them. They're going to have fun. They're going to connect with Christ. They're going to connect with other Christian yep. youth. Amazing opportunity. Don't let it pass up. We want to fill out every please single spot. Every yes. single spot should be taken. Yes, please do that. And the way to register, how you can do it real fast, if you say, man, I keep forgetting, I keep forgetting, I'm going to encourage you to do it the easiest, most convenient way you can do it is you can do it through the church app, NBC ABQ app. You can download it in the Google Play Store or the app, Apple Play or the Apple apps, the app store rather. And you can just download NBC ABQ and you can just a, follow up with what's going on, not only in our church life, but you can sign up for even child dedications, our baptism service that is coming up at the end of the month. Our meet the pastors, which is going to be next month. You can just find out all the, you can even follow along with sermon notes. I mean, this is, it's an amazing app that we, it's an amazing resource for us to have, but specifically for youth camp, for you to be able to sign your young person up, you can do it just like that. Okay, you can, and if you're talking about costs, you can make payments. Payments are available that way, so you can just, any question you may have, please, please, please reach out, because it's very important that we get your young person signed up for that, okay? What else going on, Rock Fox? One last thing I want yeah, to Yeah, outreach remember. opportunity. Yes. Outreach this opportunity, is, is an huge. Arizona missions trip. It's Saturday, April 29th. Yep. It is a one-day outreach to the Navajo Nation um, in Arizona. Amen. It's, uh, it, there's a name here, but... Clagato. Thank you. See, it's written, but uh, I couldn't read it, so... It's Clagato, yeah. So it's an amazing outreach opportunity. It's going to be a one-day event. So if there's something that you've been wanting to do and... A lot of you guys, now that the weather's getting good, you guys are wanting to get out and about and get, get, get out there and get it going uh, in the outreach world. It, it's just going to be a one-day event. Yeah, Navajo Nation, amazing people out there. But, you know, they live in a, a very different world, um, very secluded, especially during COVID. The Navajo Nation was completely shut down. So when you think about missions trip, 
Navajo Nation is, is that location. There are people on the Navajo Nation who still don't have electricity, don't have running water, and don't have internet. So they, your outreach to them is important. They are children of God, just like anyone else, anywhere else in the, in the whole world. So an important opportunity in our own state. Well, it's Arizona, but right. in our own region. That's right, it's in our Sorry. own region. And so what do we need? We need servers, we need prayer team, we need set up and tear down crew, um, prayer team, servers, uh, even people who help out with worship team, uh, responsibilities, helping us set up and tear down with those kind of things. Um, and the pastor, I'm sure, will give you a little more details. But please feel free to reach out to us. Again, through our app, you'll be able to sign up to volunteer for this, uh, for this um, outreach. And we'll be able to call you and let you know, give you more details as to when, when, what time we're leaving, those kind of things. So, man, just an amazing time to get involved, church, because we're ramping up summer season. You guys know we're always on the go, 24 hours here at New Beginnings. But when it comes to outreach season and summer season, man, it is, it is on uh, overdrive. Let's, let's do overdrive. it. Right? That's let's what we are it. called to do. That's that right. is what we as Christians, as children of the Almighty, are called to do. Amen. To, to share the light of, the, of, of his word across the world. So we but, want to thank you for all that, church. And once again, if, and if you have not had the opportunity to do so yet this morning, I encourage you to participate in our weekly um, obedience in our tithe and we say thank you so much for what you do church for your obedience for your continual obedience in the mandate of giving um, because without that we couldn't do things like impact the Navajo Nation and this community and the world abroad you guys saw that video that we did last week what we're doing around the world with human trafficking with sex trafficking uh, with what's going on what is Mexico with what is Mexico that Costa Navajo Rica. Nation Costa Rica uh, Germany. I mean, what you and I are doing, the impact that we're making around the world, not just this community, but around the world, church, is something uh, literally out of this world. And so thank you. thank you so very much for your obedience, church. And with that, we turn the pulpit over to Pastor Richard. Thank you, church. Thank you, Roxy, Pastor Michael. Greatly appreciate it. I'm learning how to walk with a cane now. And there's some ladies here. Sister Marlene just had a knee replacement, and she's already walking around with a cane. I'm like, oh, man, you're making me look bad, sister. <laughs> but you know what? Thank you for your continued prayers. I, I just, uh, this is what the doctors are blaming a lot of what's happening with me. They said that, I'm called a long hauler, a, a COVID long hauler, because I had COVID so bad, I had a lot of stuff that it messed up in my life. I mean, I went deaf in this year. I went half blind in this eye with COVID. I Just all kinds of weird stuff happening. And so they're saying that, uh, that that's one of the reasons that my body's just doing some really weird stuff, but I'm feeling better. I, I'm, I, I said I wanted to give up the walker for Lent, so I, I'm only going to use the walker when I have to to make sure nobody knocks me down, but uh, thank you for your prayers. Guys, I'm, I've been doing this sermon series called The Power of God's Mercy, and we talked about a new day of mercy last week, and today somebody was asking me, what, what's, what's the importance of mercy? And I go, it's all about forgiveness. It's that mercy is God's forgiveness to us. 
And I want to talk about that today, the forgiving power of mercy. You see, we say the Our Father, the Lord's Prayer, and we say, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses. Forgive us our trespasses. Forgive us our sins. It's right there in Matthew 6, 12. It says, forgive us our sins as we have forgiven those who have sinned against us. Now, do we even mean that? God, forgive us how we forgive. Ooh, if that's the case, forget it. We're never going to be forgiven because we don't forgive that easy, do we? And God is a loving, forgiving God. Mercy is that forgiveness that he gives us that we can't even earn. So, Father, in Jesus' name today, help us to understand truly what forgiveness is all about and how your forgiveness is perfect. And I pray this in Christ's name, amen. We've got to understand, first of all, that mercy means God forgives us. It means he forgives us. That's what, when we say, oh, Lord, have mercy on me. Forgive me, Lord, forgive me, because God forgives. He's a forgiving God, and his mercy is extended to us, and it's extended to us to forgive. In the book of Nehemiah, chapter 9, verse 17, it says, they refused to obey and did not remember the miracles you had done for them. Instead, they became stubborn and appointed a leader to take, to take them back to their slavery in Egypt. Stop right there. Now look, he's saying, man, I know how the people of God have been. They're so stubborn. They refuse to obey you. How many times do we refuse to obey God? He gives us a mandate. He gives us a command. He speaks into our heart, and we know in our knower what God said. And what do we do? We still do something different. It's like, what's wrong with us? He said they even picked a leader to take them back to Egypt. He goes, but you are a God of forgiveness, gracious and merciful, slow to become angry and rich in unfailing love. You did not abandon them. God, thank you that you're a God that's a forgiving God. You're a gracious God, a merciful God, slow to become angry, rich in unfailing love. That doesn't abandon us. He will never leave you nor forsake you. He is our God. He's a God that loves us. He's a God that cares about us. He's a God that pours himself out to us. He's a God that makes himself available to us. But he forgives. He's a forgiving God. Sometimes we feel like I can't go to church. I can't call. I can't even pray after the things I've done. And God is saying, that's exactly when you need to pray. And that's exactly when you need to come to church. And that's exactly when you need the people of God to be loved on and to be forgiven and to be welcomed and to be encouraged and to be strengthened. In the book of Micah, chapter 7, verse 18, it says, where is another God like you? Is there any other God like you? He's, he goes, who pardons the guilt of the remnant, overlooking the sins of his special people. You will not stay angry. You will not stay angry with your people forever because you delight in showing unfailing love. He's saying, man, there's no God like you. There's no God that measures up to you. 
And how many of us have chased other gods? Sometimes literally a god. We've chased Muhammad or Buddha or we've chased crystals and we've chased rocks and we've chased all kinds of weird stuff. Some of us have chased the god of drugs or alcohol or sex or gambling or weed or whatever it is. God freely gives forgiveness and we have to understand that. He gives forgiveness freely. He extends his forgiveness freely. That's what mercy's all about, God's forgiveness, but he gives it to us and it's free. Can you imagine if you had to pay for your sins? Ooh, we'd be paying forever. We'd never die probably <laughs> because we'd owe them too much. <laughs> but think about it. In the book of Romans chapter three, verse 23 and 24, it says, for everyone, say everyone. Everyone, that means everyone, even you who said that. Not everyone, but everyone has sinned. We all fall short of God's glorious standard. Yet God freely, freely, he freely gave his love. He freely shows his kindness. He freely pours himself out. He freely and graciously declares that we are righteous. He did this through Christ Jesus. Aren't you glad he did that? When, we, when he freed us from the penalty of our sins. We're free, and he freely gave it to us. We didn't have to do something to earn it. I'll never forget when I was 13 years old, and uh, no, actually, we were, we were a little older. I was, I was 14 years old, and my mom had just found out. She, well, she didn't know yet she had cancer, but she knew she was very sick. And we made a trip to Mexico, and we went to San Juan de los Lagos. If you know anything about that, there's, it's known to be a church of miracles. So my dad took her to San Juan de los Lagos, and, and, and there was a bunch of stairs going up to the church, and then people would, before they even got through the front door of the church, they would get on their knees, and they would walk all the way down this long aisleway on their knees, paying Amanda, pagando una Amanda, which means I'm paying back this demand that I'm making of you, Lord. And I remember seeing that, and I was young. I wasn't a Christian. I just saw my mom's faith, and I said, but why do they have to do that? Why do they have to torture themselves like this? They're already sick. They're already hurting, and they're paying this price. And then when I started studying the scriptures and I see that Christ died once and for all and he paid the price for us and he took the pain for us and he did this for us and he freely gives us. I'm not saying it's a sin to do whatever. the people, If you want to walk all the way to Chimayota Sanctuario, there's not a sin in that. But some people think that that act is going to make them holy. Now I'm good with God. Hey, man, I... Man, come on, God, look how far I walked. I climbed all the way to the top of Tomé. I, I did all this. I, I, I did this. Now you owe me. <laughs> he doesn't owe us anything, but he freely gives us. He freely gives us his love. He freely gives us his forgiveness. He freely forgives us. Thank you, Lord. 
And not only does he freely forgive us, but God immediately forgives us. It's an immediate thing. It happens once immediate. When you say, Father, forgive me, for I've sinned against you. I've sinned against someone. I've hurt them. I've hurt myself. I've hurt others. I just, Lord, I'm ashamed of what I did. And he forgives us. Aren't you glad it's not a long process of forgiveness? Man, it's not like you've been sentenced to do time in prison for your act. You're going to have to be there. And I'll never forget when I used to go to confession, they say, okay, you have to do 30 Our Fathers and 20 Hail Marys. And I used to tell Cindy, man, they made me do 50 prayers, man. 30 Our Fathers and 20 Hail Marys. She goes, God, what did you do? <laughs> I'm like... I take the fifth, I I cannot tell you. (laughs) But I'm serious, I'd be like, man, I'm gonna be here for a while. See, I I had to pay up. God says in the book of Isaiah, chapter 55, verse seven, he says, let the wicked change their ways and banish the very thought of doing wrong. So we we have the transformation of the mind. We're not even gonna think about doing wrong anymore we're going to change our way. He says, let them turn to the Lord that he may have mercy on them, that he may forgive them. Yes, turn to our God for he will give, he will forgive generously. He will forgive you instantly. He will forgive you completely. He will forgive you wholly. God forgives us. So if you carry around guilt, it's because you have not released it to God. And sometimes you think you release it to God, but you're like, well, God, uh, I confess my sin, but we keep holding on to it. You've got to release it and let it go because he completely and immediately forgives us. He releases us. And it's right now. It's available for you. And we've got to understand that not only does he, he freely forgive us and immediately forgive us, but he completely forgives us. And I was talking about this uh, the other day, how some people see, we see God sometimes through the filter of people around us. And people around us don't forgive us instantly sometimes. And they don't forgive us freely. They go, ahora lo harás, me la vas a pagar. Just wait and see, you're going to pay. And boy, you pay for that sin for a long time, don't you? Some of you have been paying for 20 years now. Some of you have been paying for 40 years. You did something really stupid, and you went brain dead for a moment, but you haven't been free, yet God has set you free. And he completely forgives. He doesn't kind of forgive, like our husband or our wife or our son or our daughter or our brother or sister or whoever. Okay, I forgive you already, but kind of, sort of, I just, just wait. Just wait. I, 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 I forgive you today. I don't know about tomorrow. Or maybe every moment. So you walk in the room and she's all happy, he's all happy, and you're like, oh, good. They're in a happy mood. They forgave me right now. And then they turn and they give you that look and you're going, oh, they forgot they forgave me. Are you with me? Come on. I think everyone's probably experienced that with somebody at some time in life. God isn't like that. 
God, he forgives you, and he forgives you completely. He doesn't hold it over your head. He doesn't keep a record of it. He says he's keeping a record of our entire life. But every time you ask God to forgive you, that sin's erased. So there's going to be sections in your book that are like, man, he had an amazing day, and then there's going to be some blank lines. What are those blank lines? Oh, I already forgot about them. I threw them as far as the east is from the west. That's in the deepest sea. I don't dig it up again, Jesus says. I forgave you. You see, it's a complete forgiveness. It's a whole forgiveness. It's a free forgiveness. It's an immediate forgiveness. And that's what God's mercy does. And that's why we need his mercy. And that's why we need to cry out to him. And that's why we need to turn to him because he's offering us this love and forgiveness that sometimes the people that we love so very much that we could put our hands on and feel that they don't. And because they love us so much and we can hold them and see them and we can't hold and see God, we think, oh, I wonder if he even forgives me. But he does. You see, in the book of Colossians chapter 2, verse 13 and 14, it says you were dead because of your sin and because of your sinful nature. And because of your sinful nature was not yet cut out, cut away. He goes, then God made you alive with Christ and he forgave all our sins. He canceled the record of the charges against us and took it away by nailing it to the cross. Thank you, Jesus. <coughs> Don't you understand? He canceled it. It's, the charges have been dropped. It, it, you, they're not going to prosecute you because you were found guilty, but Jesus said, I'll die for him. I'll die for her. Throw her sins on my back. Throw her his sins on my back. Let me pay the price for them. And he went to the cross. He did the time for you in prison. He did that because he loves you. He's forgiven you. In the book of Micah, chapter 7, verse 19, it says, once again, you will have compassion on us. You will trample our sins under your feet, hallelujah, and throw them into the depths of the, the ocean. Man, isn't that awesome? Man, the depths of the ocean, we don't even understand that, how deep they are. The ocean is deeper than the highest mountain we know. It's deep, and we've got to understand that God forgives us, and he releases us. In the book of James, chapter 2, verse 13, he says, there will be no mercy for those who have not shown mercy to others. Ay, 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 did you hear that? Let me read it again. Please listen, but take it in, because he says there's not going to be any mercy for those who have not shown mercy to others. So we need to show mercy to others. But if you have been merciful, God will be merciful when he judges you. That's why forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Forgive us the way we forgive, Lord. So that's a heavy-duty charge, and that's a heavy-duty statement. So that means I need to learn to forgive like God forgives. 
I did a funeral for someone that was murdered. And I said to the families and to everyone there, and the room was filled. And I said, look, we have a lot of emotions going on in our life right now. We have a lot going on in our head. And not all of it is good. Some of us have a lot of anger. We have hate. And we're turning into the very man that took his life. We're turning into the man that killed this loved one of ours. We're going to turn into that. And some of us are even plotting how we could get even and maybe even go and kill him. So we're going to turn in and we're going to cause the pain that we're experiencing for many, many others and many, many others and many uh, that it'll never end. (coughs) So I said, (coughs) what we need to try to do is learn how to forgive. And we need the words of the Lord where the very ones that crucified him are gambling for his garments and he says, Father, forgive them because they don't even know what they're doing. How do we get to that point of learning how to forgive? It's not easy, but it's possible. It's possible. I don't know the hardship and tragedies you've gone through. I don't know if you've had a loved one murdered. I don't know if you miscarried and you've never been able to have a child and you wanted a child so bad and you've had so many miscarriages and you even had a stillborn or maybe your baby was born and then it died by SIDS, sudden infant death syndrome. Or maybe your son or daughter was murdered or killed by a drunk driver. Or maybe your husband cheated on you and your wife cheated on you and maybe and maybe and maybe and maybe you're so broken, you're hurt, and you're angry, and you're bitter, and you're saying, I can't do this anymore. But God is saying, don't you understand? You need to receive God's forgiveness, but then you need to extend God's forgiveness. And that's not always easy. And it brings you to the second thing I want to talk about here is that Not only does mercy mean God forgives us, but mercy means we forgive others. That's not always easy. Right now you might be saying, oh, mercy. Yeah, exactly. Forgive me because, Lord, I need to forgive others. And I don't know how. As I was working on this sermon, I came across this author that helps coach people. His name is Henry Cloud, an amazing Christian speaker and teacher. But he had a quiz. And I want to give you this quiz. I I think I I gave it to you guys. I I don't remember if I did or not. But here's the quiz. It's a true or false. A person should not be forgiven until he or she asks for it. True or false? False. We're supposed to forgive even before we ask. What does the Bible say? God forgave us even while we were yet sinners. He forgave us. He forgave us before we even knew him. Second question. You haven't really forgiven until you've forgotten the offense. False. Jesus did not forget that they crucified him, but he forgave them. Thomas said, how do I really know it's the Lord? 
He goes, look, here's, here's a hole in my hand. Here's a hole, the spear in my side. In other words, I, I didn't forget they crucified me. I didn't forget what they did to me. I didn't forget what I went through. But you know what? I don't have the hate. I don't have the, the, that, that just that rabia, that rage. <coughs> that I'm like, man. No, God took away the pain. He took away the sting. You see, God forgives, and when we forgive, we no longer hold on to that. So you might never forget, but you'll get, sometimes you'll never get over it, but you'll get through it. Meaning, okay, I remember it happened, but I don't sit here in hate and anger and unforgiveness. Next question, forgiveness includes minimizing the offense and the pain it caused. Not really. Sometimes the pain will never change. I was talking to a guy yesterday at men's breakfast, and he was telling me, because we were talking about just crazy stuff that's happening in our city. And he said, man, my son lived at an apartment complex, and somebody went and shot up the apartment complex. And my son was at his house, and a bullet came through the window and shot him right here in the chest. And he goes, he's paralyzed now from the waist down. See, you can't minimize that. It happened and he's paralyzed. There's a permanent damage. But you could take away the pain. You could take away the hate. You could take away the anger. You see, God has a way of removing that. Look at the next question. Forgiveness includes restoring trust and Reuniting a relationship. False. Now, it's awesome if it can happen, but there's some people that have hurt you so bad that you know what? You don't have to go back to them. The law even says you can't go back to them. You have a restraining order. I need to go make it right. No, you don't. Just tell God. He'll make it right. Because if not, you're going to end up locked up Wow, but doing what the Bible told me. No, the Bible says to make it right in your heart. If you can make it right with a person, then go do that. But don't get arrested in the process. Amen? Okay, I'm not picking on anyone here, but we know a few families that that's happened. Next question. When I see someone hurt, it's my duty to forgive the offender. That's true. We're supposed to forgive people, and that's hard sometimes. That's hard sometimes. It's hard to release someone that has hurt someone really bad, especially when that someone is part of your family and they've hurt your son or your daughter, your father, your mother, your brother, your sister, your nephew, your niece, your aunt, your uncle, whomever. And, and, but yet God says he wants us to forgive. So see, the point I'm trying to drive home here is that forgiveness is not conditional. God doesn't make, the only thing God requires for us to be forgiven is to confess our sin. Because he says, if you confess your sin, he, God, is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. 
You see, God has a way of changing us and transforming us. All The only sin that cannot be forgiven is an unconfessed sin. If you don't confess it, it's not going to be forgiven. But God doesn't put conditions. Well, you got to do this, you got to do that, you got to do this, you got to do that. If you want to be forgiveness, you got to go to the altar and stand on one foot. Stay there for five minutes. Then you're forgiven. (laughs) He doesn't put conditions. Unfortunately, we do, don't we? If you want my forgiveness, you better come crawling on your knees. You better get on your knees and you kiss my feet. You better beg for mercy. Man, I'm glad no one's done that here, but I've heard of people that do that. You see, this is what God says about forgiveness in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 32. And he says, instead, be kind to each other. We don't need lessons on how to be kind. Everyone knows how to be kind. Now, that doesn't mean everyone's kind, but we all know how to be kind. And it says, tenderhearted. In other words, let your heart be tender to the Lord. So if God says, hey, you messed up there, that was mean what you did, that you do something about getting right. He goes, forgiving one another. Oh, we forgive, I forgive. But then he had to add this. Just as God through Christ has forgiven you. Oh, come on, God. Why did you have to put that part in the Bible? He wants us to forgive like he forgave us. And how did he forgive us? Completely, freely, unconditionally. I mean, immediately. So he's saying, I want you to forgive like I forgive. That's not always easy. But forgiveness is not conditional. Forgiveness is also not forgetting. Some people say, forgive and forget. That's not biblical. But God does remove the pain. He removes the sting so you could end up talking about it. Haven't you ever found that God puts people in front of you to talk about the stuff that you hate the most that you've done in your life? It's like, really, God? Do I have to tell that story when I was an idiot? When I, when I was driving DUI and I got arrested? Do I have to tell that story when I committed adultery? Do I have to tell that story when I embezzled and ended up in prison? Do I have to tell that story when I gossiped and ended up getting fired because I made a mess at work? Do I have to tell that story? Do I have to tell that story? Whatever it might be, you see, God puts people in front of you that have gone through the same pain, that are going through the same pain you've gone through. And in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 3 and 4, it says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the God of all comfort, who comforts us in our pain so that we might comfort others in their pain with the same comfort we have received from God. So he's saying, you know what? The way I've helped you, the way I've healed you, the way I've restored you, you help and heal others. You help and restore others. You help and minister to others. Man, God wants us to really be able to say, you might not ever forget, but you'll forget the pain that was involved. You'll forget the anger and the bitterness that started up in your life. You'll be able to release these things in such a manner that you go, wow, praise God. Only God could have done this. Only God. There's some people that get divorced and they have children 
<coughs> and there wasn't abuse to the children or anything. But the wife or the father, you'll never talk to those kids again. I'm going to make life miserable for you. It's going to be a living hell. Man, why? You're divorced already. Grow up. You got kids together. Let, let them know their daddy. Let them know their mama. Unless their dad's some kind of doing something really bad, then of course you got to protect the kid or the mom's doing something really bad. But otherwise, don't be foolish. But man, we hold on with so much hate. Look what it says in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 14 and 15. He goes, Alexander the coppersmith did us much harm, but the Lord will judge him for what he has done. But just be careful of him, for, we fought, for he fought against everything we said. So Paul's writing Timothy, and he's saying, look, I've forgiven Alexander the coppersmith, but keep an eye on him, man. He can't be trusted. Keep an eye on him because you know what? He really hurt God's church. So we forgive, but we haven't forgotten. And it brings me to the next thing. Some people think that forgiveness is trusting, but no, forgiveness is not trusting. It's not about me trusting you. I might not ever trust you again but I forgive you. God forgives us, and he trusts us, but sometimes he says, no, you you can't trust that person, so be aware. Be aware, be on guard. Look, you remember in the book of Matthew, chapter 10, Jesus had sent the disciples out two by two, and he said, I don't want you to take a, a sleeping bag. I don't want you. He goes, go into the house, and 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 man, he goes, when you enter the home, give it your blessing. If it turns out to be a worthy home, let your blessing stand. But if it is not a worthy home, take back the blessing. Now, he's not saying like, man, this is an evil place. I don't want to bless this place. I'm out of here. But that's what he's saying. He goes, you know what? If any household or town refuses to welcome you or listen to your message, shake off the dust off your feet as you leave. Now, just a few verses down, two verses down, verse 16 of Matthew 10, he says, look, I'm sending you out as sheep among wolves. He goes, but be as shrewd as snakes and harmless as doves. I want you to be as wise as a serpent and harmless as doves. In other words, don't trust everybody. Have discernment. Some people are out to be wicked and mean and do some ugly things. So keep your eyes and ears open. Make sure you understand that. Not everyone has good motives. So he's saying, you can forgive them, but be on guard. Don't just open it all open again to be all hurt again. But you got to learn because little at a time, you're going to learn to trust again, and you are going to learn to trust. And there's going to be some people that God's going to say, don't trust them. I don't want you to trust them. I don't even trust them because I know how they are. So we have to use wisdom. We have to use discernment. And we have to say, God, guide me through this. Forgiveness is a weird thing. 
Okay, okay, I forgive you. Yeah, it feels like it, doesn't it? But see, forgiveness isn't even a feeling. It's not about how I feel. It's about faith. God, by faith, I need to forgive my husband, my wife, my son, my daughter, my father, my mother, my brother, my sister, a coworker, some total stranger that flipped you off, cut you off driving. You pulled into the parking lot here at church, and you're coming to church all happy, and they did something stupid, and then you end up looking in here, and they're sitting over there. You're like, oh, my gosh, you mean they came to church too, and they drive like that? And they treated people like that? Yeah. Man, what do you do about it then? What you do is you say, God, I've, I, I raised my blood pressure, God. I, I, need, I need you to help me. And I pray blessing over that person because they need, I don't know what they're going through. But man, the way they treated me and maybe others, they must be going through something. I don't know what's going on in their life, but pray a blessing for them. But just leave them alone. Don't go, oh, man, you know what that person did over there? And now you're turning a bunch of people against them, and we don't know what they're going through. So we, we've got to release these things. Forgiveness is releasing it to God. If I'm going to forgive somebody, that means I'm saying, God, I want to forgive this person, so I'm going to release it to you. The sin they did against me, the harm they did to me, the things they did against me, Lord, in Jesus' name, I'm gonna give it to you because you know what? I was wounded, I was hurt, I was emotionally hurt, I was psychologically hurt, I was spiritually hurt, I was physically hurt. God, what they said or did really bruised my life. But I don't wanna carry this because I wasn't designed to carry this. You said you are. You said, cast all your cares upon me because you care for me. You said, release it over to you. In Colossians chapter 3, verse 13, he says, make allowance for each other's faults. <coughs> Man, I'm not exaggerating. I read this scripture with a, with a minimum of once a week without fail. Because I have to be reminded, make allowance for each other's faults. You know why? Because I do not work with saints and i don't go to church with saints now god calls us saints but sometimes we don't act like it right and sometimes guess what i don't either so i need to say god make allowance for each other's faults help me to be loving and caring and forgiving help me not to carry a grudge help me not to carry bitterness Help me not to be unforgiving. Help me because we live in a world of fallen people, amen? And we live in a city with fallen people. So he says, make allowance for each other's faults. And then he says, and forgive anyone who offends you. Really? Did you have to say anyone, God? Come on. Anyone? I could forgive my family and my friends, but anyone? Really? The rude person? The rude guy at the, at the doorway of the restaurant, the rude server, the rude waiter or waitress, the rude whomever, remember, he says, the Lord forgave you. The Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Wow. God, your word is true. 
and your word is pure, and your word is here for us. So I don't know if you're watching online or you're right in here. I pray that you've received from the Lord today that God's mercy is loving and forgiving, and it's available to us. There's no need for you to walk with the pain of your sin. There's no need for you to walk in the shame of your sin. Don't do it. Some of you have been walking with this pain, and it's killing you. It's killing you. Unforgiveness is you drinking poison and expecting the person that did you wrong to die. You're the one dying. You're the one falling apart. You're the one hurting. You're the one that's overwhelmed. You're the one that's in need of of a savior. You're in the need of God touching you and ministering to you and comforting you. So today, I'm inviting you to receive God's forgiveness, to receive his forgiving power. And if you've never surrendered your life to Jesus, I hope you would do that because that's the first step of receiving his forgiveness. And if you've never given your life to Jesus and you've never prayed to receive him as your Savior and Lord and you want to do that today, say, Pastor, pray for me. Just raise your hand and say, that's me. That's me. I I need prayer. Amen. Amen. Praise God. I'm so glad. So happy for you. Is there, is there anyone else? Anyone else? I, I just want to pray with you. And we want to thank God for you. And we want to believe God to carry you and to be with you and to strengthen you. So if you pr- raise your hand, stand with me because we're going to pray with you right now. We're gonna, we want to encourage you. And just say, Heavenly Father, forgive us of our sins remove it from my life. I've been carrying this burden and I don't want to carry it any longer. So I give it to you. In Jesus' name, I ask that you forgive me and I receive Jesus as my Savior and Lord. I want to live for him forevermore. I pray this in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Brother David Gonzalez is going to go right outside those doors. Please follow him. And they're going to go to a, the first classroom. It's called 101. And we got some material we want to give you, some Bibles and some material, and just encourage you. Now listen, this is one of those sermons that's either you're thinking, Man, I wish my brother or sister or father or mother or husband or wife was here. And it's also a kind of sermon that you go, man, I wish I didn't come to church today. (laughs) Because you know what? Some of us really are carrying some stuff that we really need to release to God. We really need to release to Jesus. And some of us don't know how to receive it. And, and, and you're already a Christian, but you're carrying this pain. And I want to encourage you to release it to the Lord. I want to encourage you to surrender it. And some of you have a bitterness and an unforgiveness towards someone 
that you don't know how to forgive and you're saying, I don't know how to forgive them anymore. I don't know what to do. So would you stand with us? And if you want prayer, make your way up. If you want to be prayed with and prayed over, make your way up. If you want to release something to God, and it might be something else. Maybe you're going through some health issues. You're going through some relationship issues. You're going through some issues with your children. Make your way up and let God minister to you. Let God speak into your heart. As we sing this song, we're going to say, Lord, I really need to release it to you because I want to be more like you. Would you sing it out as a prayer? Would you sing it out and trust God? Trading a crown for a cross You willingly die Your innocent life paid the cost And counting your status as nothing The King of all kings came to serve Washing my feet Stand on this Covering me with your love. Yeah, there you go. Join a song with us and sing. If more of you means less of me, take everything. Oh, thank you. Yes, all of you is all I need. Take Father, you know everything that has happened in our life, and you know the pain, and you know the discomfort that we carry because the sins that we have committed or people have committed against us.
And Father, today we ask that you make us white as snow. Forgive us. Remove this pain from our life. And Lord, teach us how to forgive. Teach us how to forgive. Teach us how to be able to say, forgive them, Father. For they do not know what they do. Teach us how to be able to say, I forgive you because I've been forgiven. Lord, we love you. And I pray healing over broken lives, whether they're watching online or right in this sanctuary. And I pray this in the mighty name of Jesus and God's people said, amen. We love you, church. God bless you. Ladies, we want to remind you they're signing you up for the convention. We hope you could go by the table and sign up.